Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 159 of the Bone Bad Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, man? Are you going to be like this the whole episode? Probably. Really? I'm going to be, cha- I'm going to be channeling Vincent Price. Vincent Price's skull, anyway. The entire show. <laughs> that thing doesn't burn. It's infla- inflammable. Inflammable? That's what it is. No, inflammable is actually flammable. Fireproof. Which is the one that's flammable? You're flammable. Inflammable. One of them is means it can catch on fire, and one of them doesn't. But they sound kind of the same. They do. They're like uh, homophones. Yeah. Almost. Let's let's play that game. <laughs> oh, Steve. Let's offend everybody. It's, you don't sound like Vincent Price. You sound I more don't? like a demented uh, Santa Claus. Demanded. Demanded, yeah. Is that when you That's pour, a word I just made up. Is that when you you pour me out of the bottle and into a carafe? <laughs> no, no, no. That's decanted. Then I've been demanded. You've been demoted. <laughs> so, welcome to episode 159 of the Bone Bad Show, our annual Halloween extravaganza where we do two things. We drink beer or 
other liquids, and we eat candy. Other liquids? Yeah, because you don't drink beer. You sound like I'm, like I'm, got some, like, We established this last episode, you're willing to, like, really reach the bottom when it comes to stuff to drink on the show. (laughs) That's funny, whenever I'm around you, you're the one reaching the bottom. So, in the spirit of our annual thing, (laughs) spirit, get it? I am opening a bag of Lock Gummy Milk Geister. So these are Fruit Gummy Ghosts from Germany, no less. Sounds fancy. Very fancy. You've got that German wife. I'm opening a bottle of uh, Orbitz with a Z, (laughs) Vanilla Orange, and the orange is spelled like upside down and backwards, which must mean it's good. Okay, these are weird. So it's like a gummy on the back, a fruit gummy, and on the front is like marshmallow. So it's kind of like a foamy gummy. Ooh. Let me tell you something. That Orbitz, orange, that is the bomb. You should find that. That's good. Really? And I told my kid to go buy me like five different kinds of candy, send him into the store, and he got smart. In the past, he's got me some really terrible candy, things that he could laugh when I eat. Mm-hmm. This year, I think what he did, and I, I, I don't know, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I think what he did was buy me bags of good candy. Therefore, really? there would be leftover good candy that he could then probably eat. You see, my kid would probably buy me five cheap crappy candies and then buy himself the good candies with the money and never really mention that. So when I got to the show and I opened the bag, it would be garbage. <laughs> Now, I've opened a bag of fair trade certified ingredients, non-GMO, having bark thins snacking chocolate. Interesting. Uh, Yes, I'm about as politically correct as I could get with this, I think. And it's dark chocolate with mint. And let me tell you. Wait a minute. Much like that. Was that in a square, like, package, a square bar? No, they're like all busted up into little bits. Oh, okay. And put in a bag. This is some good stuff. Way to go, kid. My beverage of choice currently. Oh? From Gigantic Brewing Company, who I have tasted before. Last year it's called Hole in the Head, spelled W-H-O-L-E, Imperial IPA. It's got a kind of a fractal skull on the label, which is pretty cool. It says mm. that uh, Hole in the Head Imperial IPA is a freaking hop bomb. Bright, multi-layered, citrus hop aromas and flavors blow up your face with just the right amount of hop bitterness to back it all up. From Gigantic it Brewing sounds... Company in Portland, Oregon. I thought you hated Portland, all the people and businesses in it. Didn't they tell me that? Of course not. Mm. I thought you compared it to like a, a low-budget Seattle. Well, I may have said that, but I don't dislike <laughs> Portland natively. Okay. I just like you Seattle heard better. You heard that. It's like Seattle better. All our Portland That's fans. That's it. All right. Steve, you know, I usually start the show with some, like, wacky story about me spilling something or breaking something. I got to tell you, not 20 minutes ago, I went outside to turn off the pool filter, which was running, and it's pitch black out there. Mm-hmm. I could just vaguely see the outline of where the thing is, so I go and I turn it off, and right when I do... I hear this scrabbling by my foot as I stand up and I think, I know what this sound means. Walk back in the house, I grab a flashlight and come out 
And luckily I was right. It wasn't like a raccoon with an AR-15. It was a rat whose leg was stuck in a trap. What? And then I proceeded to try to chase this rat around with a flat-nosed shovel, like trying to end this rat's sorry existence as his leg is in this trap. And he's like going in between the planters and through the irrigation lines and stuff. And I'm trying like not to destroy anything but the rat with the shovel. It was it was Keystone Cops action. So, Rats, man. What are you going to do? Oh, I won. But I may have to go fix my wife's irrigation lines tomorrow because I, I missed a lot. Jeez. Pretty brutal, man. Yeah. That's, you know, life in the big city. It's kind of like on our Halloween episode. It's kind of like the Wild Kingdom, actually, your yard. You always have stuff like that going on. Yeah, I got rats and turkeys and more rats and then more turkeys. Raccoon. Okay. Cool duck. I got, got a, cool a, duck. a lot of candy, so I just opened up something else. I handed Wait, it off. Are you already doing the next candy? No, I am anyway. I don't know about you. I got so five these things. These are cool cola scales. So they're little skull and crossbones that taste like cola with some sort of uh, sour stuff on them from the Bub's Goodney Company. Huh. That sounds really, really good. In Jonkoping, Sweden. Yeah, these are awesome. I don't think I'm giving these to the family. I'm keeping these. <laughs> All right, fine. So music this episode. Yeah. Every year, a couple of awesome things happen right around Halloween time. Number one. Halloween. New Monster Mashups release comes out. So this started in the UK uh, with by a number of DJs who every year would put together some Halloween mashup tunes and would release an album. It's been going on actually for 13 years now. They've Lucky just 13. released Monster Mashups number 13, which is a three albums worth of music by a ton of different DJs. And uh, we're going to be playing some stuff from that. Additionally, one of the DJs who helped found the whole Monster Mashup thing, DJ Tiki Boy, has gone on to a second career as Sam Haynes making spooky haunt music. So we opened the show with a brand new front one from uh, Sam Haynes called Pumpkin in Your Stereo. The uh, lead cut was called Pumpkin Jack. Very cool stuff. Atmospheric. Uh, dig it a lot. And uh, we'll be listening to a, a lot more from him throughout the show. Plus, we're going to be peppering in a few of the mashups from this year's Monster Mashup release. So, a lot of cool Halloween music. The Monster Mashups release you can get for absolutely free through a link on our Bonebat Facebook page. So, go there and get it. This is literally a Halloween party in a box. You just have to put this on and start feeding people candy and everybody will have a great time. It's not literally a Halloween party in a box. It is. There's a no. werewolf in there. <laughs> is there a party in there? There's some you fake, have a party in the box? Some fake boobs. There's <laughs> a uh, Just Add Water keg, I believe. Okay. Well, then I guess it is a party in a box. I sit corrected. So, I think you'll enjoy what you find there. But, before we get to any of that, Core. What? Steve! I'm going to start this. You know what really pisses me off? What pisses you off, Steve? When you go to Cost Plus World Market a week before Halloween to buy candy, and they're like damn near out of Halloween candy. How could they? Or they got their Christmas decorations yes. up? Yes. They oh looked, my God. They had Christmas de- stockings, glue wine you could buy there. It was ridiculous. You know, Trump said. It's not time. We're they, they start skipped. saying Merry Christmas. I didn't I, see. They took him up on it. 
I didn't see any turkey shit at all. Like, they completely gave the pilgrim short shrift and jumped right to Christmas. That's bullshit. That pisses me off, man. That pisses me off. I'm pissed off for you. Steve, you know what pisses me off? What pisses you off, Gord? Occasionally, as much as I love the system, my Sonos player pisses me off. No, I've, I've been got hearing a lot about Sonos, like they're doing a lot of advertising on like Pod Save America and stuff like that. That's weird. I've had a Sonos system in my house for years. Like, I don't know, like five years, maybe more. It's, it's a cool system. You, so when I you got say all my a, music. A Sonos what? system, what exactly is that? What does that mean? Okay. All my music resides on a hard drive, a network attached storage hard drive, right? It's sitting there. Now my Sonos, I've got these various, they look like little boom boxes almost with no, they're just speakers with maybe a button and a light on top. And through an app on my computer, my laptop, my tablet, my phone, whatever, I just play whatever I want from my music through those. I can play all all of them at the same time. I could just use the one plus the subwoofer in the kitchen or you know, three different rooms have various Sonos things in them. I get new music. I put it onto the drive. I tell Sonos to update itself, and it, it does, and all the music's there. It's, it's pretty sweet. Hmm, okay. However, the other yes. day I just wanted to hear one fucking song. I had a song in my head. I'm going to listen to this song, try to play it. Oh, no, Sonos needs to update its software. Ugh. All right. So I update the software. It downloads it, installs it, updates it. Then I want to go play the song. And oh no, so got to rebuild your little Sonos library. Finally get to play the song. The song is corrupted on the freaking hard drive. That's not Sonos's fault. That's the hard drive's fault. It can't figure out what to do because it can't figure out how to play this corrupted thing. It takes like another five minutes before I bring the Sonos system back online, playing out of the speakers I wanted to play. In the old days, this whole time I'm thinking, in the old days I would have walked over to my, my CD rack grab the CD while I want out, put it in my CD player, hit play, or maybe search, 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 play, and I'd have the song. That's true. No. In the older days, you would have walked to your turntable and got out a 78 <laughs> long playing record, and you would have placed that upon the turntable and carried the needle over and set that upon the disc. Or a 33 and move the needle right to that little barely visible track there. Crack pops and then I have music. Now it pisses me off when my technology is suddenly worse than the old technology I had. Yeah. I don't know what you're yeah, going to do about that though. I mean, you're we're only a few months away from getting head chips anyway, so <laughs> right. you won't even need Sonos anymore. You'll, yeah. Your kids will be saying, what? You don't have music in your head? Jeez, dad. Was it Snow Crash, where you just had the little implants in your eardrums, yes. so you just listen to whatever you wanted? Yes, exactly. But you probably still have to Makes pay nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> <laughs> probably. It's like, it's like Skullify. <laughs> and how obnoxious would it be if you want to listen to something, anything, someone talk? Oh no, you got to update the software in your ear, in your actual ears. Yes. Yeah. That would totally happen. Downloading. Yeah, it would be updating when you're trying to listen to something. Installing. And the murderer is... Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, Skull. 
phone. I've been waiting to tell you this for years. I finally have got the courage. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> what? You never listened to me. I knew I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Sounds like a black mirror, actually. Really does. We should write for that show. Yeah, we should. Why didn't they think of that? Because they don't do so many dick jokes. That's true. Although they did have a guy fucking a pig in the first episode, so. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, why don't we listen to a tune from uh, Monster Mashups? This will be the lead cut. It is The Purge, the DJ Jackson trap mix by DJ Jackson. Enjoy. Us with this, this blood rot. <laughs> Eating uninfected flesh helps, but we're running low. Care to donate yours? Stocker Farms. <laughs> 
We are back once again. That was the Purge theme by DJ Jackson from the Monster Mash 13 release. I hope you enjoyed that. Beer and candy, dude? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see what I got. So I got I'm, another bag of something. What? I, I'm opening it up now. All right. So I picked up this beer tonight. It is called, from Against the Grain Brewing, The Brown Note. You sent me a picture of that. Why would anyone want to put that in their mouth? On the, the cover of this beer, there is a man with filthy brown underwear. And it says, Oh, the shame. This is the brown ale to end all brown ales. Enjoy it because there's no longer any reason to drink another brown ale. You've reached the pinnacle, the disco bump, the brown note. Drink this beer or shit yourself trying. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> Why? Ooh. I don't know. But it was the most horrific thing I saw in the beer store. So, of course, I had to buy it because it's Halloween. <laughs> God right. damn. Here we go. Huh. <laughs> it's nutty. It's toasty. <laughs> That's actually a decent brown ale. The can is horrific to look at, but. Uh, are yeah, there hints it, of corn? No, it reminds me of another brown ale that I've had, though. But, uh, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I, I can't get behind that. Ah, I see what it. you did there. Uh, because yeah. behind that. I've got a uh, Spezzy orange and cola blend. Really? I don't know how this is going to go down. So you're all about the orange soda tonight. Apparently I am. Oh, God. Oh, that tastes like real old-fashioned cough medicine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, and it's got this this um, after smell of butterscotch. This is just several flavors that should not be together, and they're all together. Wow. Candy-wise, I'm opening up a box of caramel apple sugar babies. Milk caramel with apple candy coating. Okay. Sugar Babies. That reminds you're, me of a poem. You remember Sugar Babies. I do. I have a dog. His name is Grover. He is white and fluffy all over, as cute and cuddly as Sugar Babies. It's just too bad that he's got rabies. <laughs> Who wrote that? I have no idea. I've known that poem since I was a wee little one. Interesting. My next candy is a classic. It's a bag, so there will be leftovers of... Cinnamon Fire Jolly Ranchers. Oh, that's a winner. These things are great, and if you get impatient and try to eat them too fast, they pull all the fillings they out of your teeth. fuck your teeth right up. Yeah. They not only pull out, like, the, the filling, they will pull out the tooth, the nerve, some some of the jawbone, the <laughs> whole thing. Nice. All oh, right. Every bit as delicious as I remember. So I'm going to throw a, right, a curve at you, Gord. All right. You curve to the left. On tonight's show, I have for you 13 Halloween questions. <laughs> You're doing that thing again. I've totally done it. Gord, what was the Steve. number one Billboard all-time top ten Halloween song? Monster a, Mash. A, Monster Woof. Mash. B, Running with the Devil. You could wait for the uh, choices. I didn't know C, I was going to have choices. Or D, Werewolves of London. So you're going to stick with Monster Mash? Yeah. That would be wrong. The answer is C, Thriller by Michael Jackson, who's the most downloaded Halloween hit of all time. With digital That's not sales, a Halloween song. It's a, it's a song about watching a scary movie. It's a Halloween-themed song. 
3.4 million digital sales. Monster Mash is number two. No, trick question. Not a Halloween theme song. Okay. Neither was running with the devil. Question number two, Lord. Do you you believe in in ghosts? Me personally? Yes. Hell yeah. Absolutely. How can you? Yeah, absolutely. I've lived in an old house. I've, I've been in houses that had entities in them. Uh, there was something in my house that was rather benign what, growing up. There was something in a neighbor's house which was definitely uh, hostile. Hostile? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. For fucking... Yeah. I used to take care of this place when the owners were gone from being a, a smallish kid all the way up through graduating high school. And at one point, like late in high school, uh, a friend of mine... He also took care of that, the place when people were gone. And, you know, I wasn't really going to say anything to him, I, to anyone really. And I think one of us brought it up like, you ever notice and when you're taking care of their house? And I'm like, that's right. He started it. like the thing that's there. He's like, yes, the thing that's there. And there was a there was a scary, hostile presence in that uh, in that old house. I don't know what it was. I don't know what ghost or demon or thoughts left over from someone who used to live there but it seemed very very ghost like and it was it wasn't always there but you could tell when it entered a room it was just the whole atmosphere of the place around you would change it was it was a very frightening thing Whoa. That wasn't that house on the corner, like across from your house, that looked fucking haunted, right? No, not the one that looked like the a house giant that haunted house. Haunted was just like nobody cared for it, right? And so it was just overgrown and the paint was peeling off of it. And it looked terrifying, but I don't think it, I ever actually like, saw anybody going in or out of it. No, there this really old couple lived there, and they were really like dirt old. And so with the guy, he was like this big guy and he was all hunched over with really gnarly hands. And his wife had long white hair and they were like the nicest people you could ever meet. They were totally, totally nice uh, going in their house. Our house was all, you know, super old and and like the kind where the electrical wires are inside because the house had been retrofit with electricity at some point. And no, it like it from was the outside, just, it legit looked like Crimson Peak. You can imagine there were holes in the ceiling and stuff if you were in there. Oh, totally, yeah. If you said the haunted house, people would go, oh, that one, but no. So that wasn't the house that had the the malevolent vibes to it. No, no, the very pleasant, nondescript, uh, blue, I guess it was a Victorian, yeah, blue Victorian house. That one, scary. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, and then there was a thing in our house, too. We had a, a house that was built in the 1800s. And uh, I, I honestly think that like that we we fixed the place back up. Because when we moved in, there weren't even like functioning toilets or anything. It was just trashed. And we, we fixed that place up. But there was a thing, uh, maybe several things. But it would lurk around. It would open doors. It would watch. Mr. Stephen King himself said the definition of an asshole is someone who doesn't believe what he sees. And, you know, <laughs> there was. All right. What about you? You believe in ghosts? I do, but I've never, we've always lived in like houses that we, my dad built or like newer houses. So there was never any sort of history or anything like that to any of the houses I've ever lived in that I'm aware of. 
So, you know, I, I believe him. I like I, I talked about it on the show one time. One time I saw a thing that I'm pretty sure was something that I shouldn't have seen. But, but I put my just, pants back on. Yeah, well, well uh, no, not that time. Oh. But, yeah, I was in a place where... Uh, we talked about this. It's like in Grapevine going to L.A., coming from Oh, to, yeah, yeah, And there's that, right. that camp where at one point there was a fort there and there was like an Indian attack where, uh, I don't know, people died there. And so my folks, we had stopped and we're having a picnic or going to the bathroom, whatever. And I'm wandering around this park thing and I could have sworn that I saw this woman staring at me like at the other side of this thing. And it was really trippy and weird and gave me the heebie-jeebies. And so that, I, because of that experience, I've always felt like, oh, yeah, it's totally a possibility. I, I, I would believe in that, that there are spirits around. Well, we're a couple spooky dudes, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, All right. Number three, what infamous murder was committed on Halloween night? A, the Manson Tate Lobiondo murders. B, the John List family. C. John Benet Ramsey or D. Martha Moxley. <laughs> I don't think it's John Benet Ramsey. It was not. Uh, Martha Moxley. Yes, uh, it says here. Whoa. Martha Moxley was a 15-year-old whose bludgeoned body was found in the backyard of the family's Greenwich, Connecticut house on October 30th, 1975. Michael Skakel, the nephew of Senator Robert F. Kennedy's widow, Ethel, was convicted of murdering Moxley in 2002 and sentenced to 20 years to life. A couple of years ago, he was granted a new trial by a Connecticut judge and released on 1.2 million bail. Huh. You know, I'm still working on that first Jolly Rancher. (laughs) I believe it. Number four, would you eat a live insect? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I would eat a live insect. I suppose it would depend on the insect, right? Uh, what, is there a specific insect a, you have in mind? A cricket, for instance? A spider? Live? Yeah, maybe yeah. a spider, yeah, definitely. Spiders are clean. I wouldn't eat, like, a filthy insect. I wouldn't eat, like, a dung beetle or a cockroach. But, like, a ant or a spider, yeah, I'd, I'd eat that. I, I find that shocking. You won't even eat mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is disgusting. <laughs> you're a horrifying person for sticking that in your body. But you're all like, yeah, give me a bowl of spiders. <laughs> that should tell you how gross mayonnaise is. I would eat a bowl of spiders I before I put mayonnaise I on a sandwich. I don't know what is wrong with you. God. How many documented cases have there been of deaths or serious injuries resulting from tampered Halloween candy? None, a, right? A, none. Oh, sorry. B, two, C, seven, or D, 11? Zero. Documented cases. That's right. Despite the well-publicized stories of razor blades and apples and intentionally contaminated treats, there have been no verifiable cases of serious injury or death. Most experts, however, recommend that parents check their children's Halloween bags before letting them eat anything from it. Have you ever pulled a legitimate Halloween trick? If yes, what was it? I don't turn tricks anymore. I've got a different job. <laughs> Halloween or any... Why do you ask me these sensitive questions? <laughs> I don't know. All right. I, I don't even think that was a legitimate answer. That's that's right. Maybe the question wasn't legitimate. Number seven. This will be our last question for this segment. Okay. Which of these candies were introduced first? Snickers, M&M's, Hershey Bar, or Milky Way? Hershey bar. Man, you're you're nailing this. 
Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bar dates back to 1900, 23 years earlier than Milky Way, and 31 years earlier than Snickers, and 41 years longer than M&M Mars. It just seemed like the easiest candy bar to make. Like, you don't need high tech to put some candy shell on the outside of it or mix your nougat in or something. <laughs> yeah, you're not extruding nougat so much in the Hershey bar. It's just you're Not so it much. In. It's just pour it in the mold, wrap it in paper. You know, supposedly, go. I've never met any of them, but there's supposed to be Holitzes in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Huh. Some distant arm of the family. There's no more Hershey bar manufacturing in... Hershey, Pennsylvania. Maybe they moved along with the Hershey bars. Maybe that's possible. All right, so we'll come back to the final six questions later. Cool. But uh, you're you're killing it, man. You're doing a good job. I think I just pulled out a bicuspid. Is that a problem? (laughs) It depends on if you need to chew anything. (laughs) Yeah, bicuspids are more like tearing teeth. I think I'm okay. As long as I don't have to, like, eat ribs. Why don't we listen to a quick tune uh, before we get into Gord's weird shit? This is one from Sam Haynes off the brand new Pumpkin in Your Stereo CD. This is Demons of the Undead.
looking forward to your arrival on Halloween night. I hope you will bring me lots of presents. Once again, that was Demons of the Undead from Sam Haynes. You can find his work at samhaynes.bandcamp.com. So, dude. Steve. I'm uh, sticking with this brown ale for a moment, although I might try another candy. All right. I've, I've got a mixture of Jolly Rancher and fillings that I'm chewing on. Go ahead. Whip another candy out. I'll okay, follow. so this is a... Uh, it appears to be a Japanese candy of some sort from the Lottie Candy Company. It's called Crunky. Crunch <laughs> Chocolate. You have this usually when you want to get crunky in the club? Yeah. You get all crunked up? You're right. Is it crunked up or is it just crunked? I think it's crunk, actually, with no ED on it. But oh, this there's is no crunky. past tense? I wonder if you would eat crunky with Brass Monkey, that funky you- monkey. You could get kind of funky with the brass monkey. <laughs> it, oh, it's wrapped in foil. You know that means quality. Oh, that means fancy right there. Save the foil. I mean, that's how I keep my zucchinis. <laughs> that always killed me in Spinal Tap. Why did Derek Smalls have the the zucchini wrapped or the cucumber wrapped in tin foil? <laughs> he wanted to keep it moist, keep all the moisture inside, so it would continue to have its turgor pressure. I'm assuming this is just a uh, poor man's Nestle Crunch Bar. I like Crunch Bar. Well, I got a bag of Bissinger's handcrafted chocolatier. Oh, it's excuse me, Bissinger handcrafted chocolatier, chocolate covered wine grapes. These are Shiraz-infused California wine grapes enrobed in 60% dark chocolate. They let your kid buy that? Isn't there Apparently laws? So. Isn't there laws in that state? They probably couldn't see through the cloud of smug <laughs> that surrounds this package. <laughs> Chardonnay-flavored smug. <laughs> Shiraz. <laughs> mm. So, dude. Yeah. Got any weird stuff? This is not that great. Yeah, here's the thing, Steve. Yes. Here's my weird thing. I've I've known you since the 80s, right? I would say I know you pretty well. Yeah. But nothing brings out the new things to learn about Steve (laughs) more than working on a fucking poster or piece of art with you for a film festival. There, there are certain things that I that I just had no idea you have such passion about. And those things often have to do with the positions of fingers. Now, you recall we did the, the poster with the skeletons and, and the ones like yeah. shoot, doing a finger gun shooting at his head. Films are flying out the heads of the other one. Yep. You and I went round and round about whether the finger gun should be one finger sticking out or two fingers sticking out. And, like, you were passionate. It was two fingers. It was two fingers or fuck off. It was... (laughs) (laughs) It was no prisoners. And I was more of the one-finger camp, but I didn't have anywhere near the level of passion (laughs) that you had about the pretend gun being made by pretend fingers. (laughs) And I'm not going to say anything about our poster this year, except there is the potential that there will be some fingers involved in the poster and once again it's like yeah make it like this or like that 
Eat a dick. Fuck you and your mom and your grandma. That's, Absolutely. That's do not. That email was super polite. Under no circumstance. Oh, I could read between the lines. <laughs> it was. It was polite. Well, because I thought we had talked about one thing, and you would you would actually sent me an image of what we were doing, and then you changed it after I sent out the email, <laughs> which makes me look like a dickhead. No, so, no, yeah, a Being little bit. Born is what made you look like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you can do it this way, like, and I said like, no, or you can do it that way, and and you know, well, I don't, I don't really care, and you're like, well, it's too. The outrage. That was an outrage. It I was. Just, I thought we had, you know, had an understanding, and then you you we, changed course. I, I I think we still have an understanding. There's there's I, I several think ways we, to do this thing in the real world, but in Steve's world, there's like your way is, or that's not true. But th- this is it's a little bit inside baseball. But yeah, I, we should have a unified. We should know amongst ourselves. What we're doing before we go to a third party? Well, I, I didn't I don't think like there that. was any difference. Yeah, if we don't, if we don't, you know, have our act. I together. mean, if we described it now, here's here's something, Steve. What if I if I said, uh, make a make a picture of uh, our our mascot flipping the bird? Yes. Okay. Ah, I Does know that exactly mean, where you're going. I know yeah, exactly where you're going. The thumb is out, or the thumb, it, thumb is is thumb in. Is out, thumb is out. Thumb is out. Or does it matter? In. Or does it have the balls? Right. Does it have it, the other two fingers up, or does it have they, the other two fingers down? Are they up and folded down? at the knuckle, or are they like all bent over into a fist? Now, oddly enough, I tend to do the long and hard flip off with no extra fingers. But my wife has often told me, "What are you doing? It doesn't have balls." <laughs> I'm sure she's often told you that. She's said that many times. <laughs> what are you doing? It doesn't have balls. <laughs> uh, to keep on the wife here, what about the thumb? The thumb? Let me see. You know, I pull the thumb in when I'm flipping somebody off. Okay. But the, you keep the balls out. Uh, no. I, I think I go I'm, I'm completely, I'm one finger, nothing else. Fist and finger. <laughs> Fist and that finger. That is more like the, the really old... Old man flip off. It's it, just it, like with the one be. bony finger. It's very, yeah, it's very decisive. It, it's it not fiddling around. It's not trying to. Oh, I might, I might change it into a hang ten Hawaii. It's not doing anything else. <laughs> it's only flipping you off. It is a tool for one job and one job only. It is a tool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah crazy i just i really need to know i mean as we go forward I, i'm getting better and better at, at managing expectations but i need to know going forward if there are ever any fingers involved we got to get that whole <laughs> get on the same finger page we should have a fi- we should have a conversation about it yeah get our fingering straight before we get into this any further <laughs> <laughs> thanks thank goodness i don't play a horn i mean <laughs> Because then we no, could have, well, then you'd have issues. Because you'd be like telling me, "Oh, you're not fingering that right." When you're playing the saxophone, finger is important, but so is tonguing. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so that's my weird shit that I don't really know my co-host <laughs> and all his finger passions well, until I get it. That's good that we still have some mysteries from each we other. We do. It keeps the relationship fresh. It keeps it. <laughs> it keeps things still hot. <laughs> All right, why don't we listen to another tune? Mm-hmm. 
This is something uh, a little different uh, from Monster Mash 13, Sexy Horse Busters.
I will saw this lovely lady's leg in half. Now the magic words. Since all have been but screw it. Stock of fives. All right. Once again, that was Sexy Horse Busters featuring Ray Parker Jr. versus Justin Timberlake versus Laid Back by DJ Faroff from Monster Mashup 13. You know, that's... A, one of the things I enjoy about, like, a good mashup is, you know, I know you like to play with words. And, yeah. you know, playing with music to me is, is very much a similar sort of thing. Like, you know, when the DJ's cutting between a couple of different songs and then they'll, they'll like, throw something in there. And it, it'll make sometimes actually make me laugh because, you know, I wasn't expecting that or it was a clever thing to throw in next. And I always enjoy that. So I like to see when a, a song does a little do something different. And uh, that one did that for me. I enjoyed hearing that one for the first time, definitely. You know, uh, during the break, you mentioned you had some candy with macadamia nuts in it. Uh, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. I got to tell you, Steve, macadamia nuts are horrible. They are like the worst. It's like someone took a, and tried to make a garbanzo bean out of greasy Play-Doh. Why anyone eats macadamia nuts is beyond me. And the fact that they're kind of marketed as some exotic treat is just a travesty. Yeah, you get them in Hawaii, I just want to right? go on the record. We're not going to get sponsored by any macadamia nut growers for so, it after this. So you're just like shitting all over a Hawaiian sun or whatever that company that makes <laughs> all, of the, all of the macadamia nut treats? Yes, every one of them. You're a swell human being. All right, so uh, I am now... I'm switching gears and going to the uh, darker end of the palette. I just opened a, from Skookum Brewery, a Murder of Crows, Imperial Stout Aged in Seasoned Oak. Ooh, we, sounds fancy. We have lost the ability to protect this beer. It is now in your hands. Refrigerate, keep out of sunlight. Store in padded box. Huh, that's well, good. Did you take care of it well enough? Oh, good. You know, it tastes uh tastes more like a porter to me than a stout, though. Hmm. Huh. But it's it's tasty, definitely. As long as it's tasty. And uh, I grab opening oh, a, yes. a Madagascar Madagascar pure dark chocolate, eighty percent cocoa, and uh, from the that's too much cocoa, man. Yes, I'm a little worried from the. Uh, from the picture on the thing of a lemur, I am led to believe from just looking at this package that this is a chocolate bar made out of nibs that were shit out by a lemur. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> That's the only way you can get to that kind of concentration of cocoa. <laughs> you got to strain it through a lemur, lemur's anus. Right. <laughs> so just... I heard about the coffee doing that. I haven't heard that so much of the, the Oh, no, it's thing. terrible. It's like what they do with the geese when they're making pate, except you take a lemur and you just pack freaking cocoa beans into that poor thing and then you just start squeezing and you got to squeeze that lemur like from the top all the way down like you're doing a tube of toothpaste right near the end and you just squeeze those little nibs right out that's what you're eating Jesus, you're eating cruelty that is dark chocolate oh wow <laughs> it's a dark story i just told you well i opened a bottle of uh i didn't realize i got two by this by by the sunshine bottle works those are the same guys that uh, made the aforementioned Spezzy, 
which I was looking it up during the break. That's a Serbo-Croatian word for flavors that should never be in the same bottle. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot more straightforward. It's called all-natural root beer. And it tastes like root Shasta beer. Cola root beer. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm telling you, I'm not really impressed with the Sunshine Bottle Works. Yeah, dude, this lemur anus chocolate. Yes. I don't know, man. It, like, goes past like chocolate into like uncomfortable territory and it turns the horn and then it comes back and it's actually okay huh but there's like a part of it where it's not good yeah that's the tortured lemur soul you're kind of reminds me of you know when you'd eat that baker's chocolate you come into your mom's pantry oh hey chocolate you take a big bite out of that thing and it was fucking terrible (laughs) i never did that i knew better than to do that How'd you know better unless you'd done it one time? Did you drink the vanilla, too? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to reach into my bag. It's like a candy... Okay, looks like a candy bar. This is not a candy bar. Shit. This is a Quest bar. chocolate chip, Chocolate chip cookie dough flavor protein bar with less than one gram of sugar. (laughs) What in the hell? Okay, first of all, the only way to get chocolate chip cookie dough flavor... It's from chocolate chip cookie dough. That's what we should do next year is just like have all cliff bars and really heavy protein bars. <laughs> protein bars. <laughs> and wash and like every drink should be an energy drink. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, this 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 looks like a pressed turd. <laughs> I don't know what? It's really not that bad. I'm sure it's not. It's a Cookies and cream pressed turd or whatever. It's far better than the the smug uh, cherry thing I had. Great thing. Oh no! But after a bit though, it kind of has an aftertaste of like lint. <laughs> nice. That's not good. I All don't right. Need Are you ready to finish your thirteen questions? Bring <laughs> it. <laughs> what was your best Halloween costume? Mm. I did this werewolf costume where I had these cotton balls glued all over my face and then some color <laughs> applied to them. Did you get that one? It was a kit you could buy at the store. No. You, yeah, it was like full-on makeup. You'd, you'd tape the little eyeballs, those glow-in-the-dark eyeball things over your eyeballs, and then you'd put the cotton balls all over your face and, and paint them. And then it never actually came off. <laughs> You could like, to this day, like right now, I think I'm picking at a piece of cotton up by my temple that I still have glued to my face from this thing. But it looked crazy. People couldn't figure out how I'd done this mask or anything. I think I did it two years in a row. No shit. Yeah. Like I didn't learn. I didn't. I. It's maybe like childbirth where you totally forget the pain afterwards or so they say. I don't know. But yeah, I, I did it, and then after trick-or-treating, it was just like this hell trying to get this shit off of my face. And then the very next year, I had to do that again. <laughs> so you did it like multiple years? Yeah, I did it two years in a row. <laughs> That's God, I was great. a dumb kid. That's what about so you? Good. What was your best Halloween costume? I don't even know if I wore any clothes. I just remember that face. You know, I sort of always hated it because my mom always made me wear the parka under 
my Halloween costume. So it doesn't matter what I was, a robot, a stormtrooper, a mummy. I always looked like the Michelin man because I had like a parka and snow pants on underneath <laughs> my costume. <laughs> so I never really felt like I got the look I wanted. I did a good Dracula a couple of times and I, I, I did do a mummy where we literally like the ripped, Alaskan mummy. No, we like ripped up two, sh- two whole bed sheets into bandages and like I would have to wrap myself up literally all the way and then like an ace bandage on my head and then go to Why the, did your mom do this to you? In like fifth grade, I'd go to because that's what I wanted to be. I'd go to the school dance or whatever. <laughs> but I mean, with the parka. I mean, because you, and you I didn't want me to get the same cold. place. It was, it was October in Northern California. It gets nippy out. I Yeah, not like wear a parka on in your costume, Dude, nippy. Nowadays, like the kids that go to my son's school, you'll be driving to work and you see kids out walking down the street and they're wearing basketball shorts and there's snow on the ground. <laughs> right. It's well, so that, it's so different now. Kids these days, they don't know how to be cold. I tell you. What is the highest grossing horror movie of all time? A, It. B, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. C, The Sixth Sense, or D, Jaws. Is Jaws a horror movie? Yeah, in this case it is. Okay, then Jaws. No. The answer is The Sixth Sense. Yes, $672.8 million from 1999. Have you ever stolen candy from your kid's Halloween stash? Absolutely. Yes, (laughs) I have done that. (laughs) I'm, I'm doing it right now. (laughs) <laughs> Why would one even ask? Because <laughs> some people, I guess, don't take their kids' candy. I don't no, know. there's two kinds of people. The people that admit it and the liars. <laughs> and the lying liars that tell lies. That tell lies. You know, our President Trump, he's never taken any candy from a child. No, absolutely not. Anybody says he has is a failing Fake loser. News! Fake no, nom 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 nom. <laughs> Got chocolate all over all over his mouth. <laughs> Jolly Rancher stuck in his teeth. In what year did the term trick or treating first appear in a national publication? 1878, 1911, 1927, or 1939? In American Home Magazine in the November issue. Fake news. Soaping windows. Now, Soaping that, windows. That was a thing at one point? Like, what does soaping a window do? When you take a bar of soap and you, like, rub it on someone's window and then it's hard to get off, I guess. But yeah, back but... then, like, the soap was made out of lye. And, <laughs> so know, it would eat through the glass? Fat. Like, ah, you don't have a window anymore. I don't, I don't know. I, I sort of don't get the uh, joke. No, I just marked the windows up. But it wasn't as bad as, like, painting them, I would think. But Yeah, I would guess not. I would think that that's the kind of thing you would hear happening. And then, you know, in the olden days, you'd come out with your shotgun full of rock salt and <laughs> right. fire off a couple blasts. Whip Who your, does that? Whip your belt turnip at the kid. <laughs> onion. Belt onion. What are you, from Shelbyville? In what country did Halloween originate? A, England, B, Kazakhstan, C, Ireland, or D, Wales? Oh, man, I'm going to go Wales just because I can shout out to Stuart. Stuart! (laughs) That was kind of you. But no, 
the Walish, the uh, Walesians, Walesh. Walesians, the Welsh. The Welsh, of course, go. had nothing to do with Halloween. Many historians All they have believe is Tom Jones. it it uh, originated in ancient Celtic festival of Samhain or Samhain uh, in Ireland, where people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off roaming ghosts. Yeah, those ghosts roaming over from Wales. All right, bitch. Final question. What is yes. the record for the world's heaviest pumpkin? A, 79 pounds. B, 320 pounds. C, 2,032 pounds. Or D, 2,624 pounds. B. No. 320 pounds, really? I don't know. What's all those numbers started flying around? I lost track of everything. 2,624 pounds. A Swiss. That's, too, that's not. That's can't be. That's the size this of year, a small moon. Yeah, this year, a Swiss gardener grew the world's heaviest pumpkin. It weighs almost as much as a small car. Benny Meyer, 30, had to use a special vehicle to transport the fruit, which tipped the scales at 2624.6 pounds. An official from the Great Pumpkin Commonwealth Association was at the weighing which broke a record held by previously by a California couple, Tim and Susan Matheson, which weighed in at 2,032 pounds. Well, there you go. Wow, I feel like I've been educated in the ways of giant pumpkins. You have. And that is it. You've acquitted yourself well in the 13 Halloween questions, sir. Why, thank you. You're welcome. I think. <laughs> All right, why don't we check out another tune? Let's do it. This is actually my favorite tune from this year's installment. Uh, you know how I was talking about, like, I, I love it when, like, DJs just play with music and throw all kinds of different things into the pot. To, as far as I can tell, there's at least seven songs mixed into this mashup, maybe more, probably more, that I can't identify. But it starts off with a, a little bit of Rob Zombie's Dragula. So let's check out Look What Halloween Made Me Become by Titus Jones.
Once again, that was Look What Halloween Made Me Become by Titus Jones from Monster Mash 13, 2017. Hope you dug that one. Mm-hmm. 
just love how he kept just throwing more and more songs. John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, man, there's just so many tunes mixed in there. Really cool. I wish I had that skill, man. I wish I had a lot of different skills. So multimedia triage. You've been uh, checking anything out lately? Well, since it's only been about 48 minutes since we did our last podcast, <laughs> I don't have that much. But I did see uh, Blade Runner. And your assessment of that movie, Steve, absolutely spot on. Great movie. I did not care that it was five hours and 79 minutes long. Everything about it was was really, really good. I love that they really kind of stayed true to Philip K. Dick's vision and then expanded on it as he might have. And I love the way it went back with the old movie. I, I loved all the... The different AIs. I God, just a just a great, great movie. Yeah, I liked it too. I thought it was really good. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I think there was there was too much there to digest in one sitting. I didn't feel like that because it was it seemed like it did move at a languid, slow pace that enabled you to really look around and absorb things. I don't feel like I I missed that. Like when I saw Ghost in the Shell. I felt like I I have to see this again just so I can see all the stuff that I missed. Mm-hmm. But I did I didn't feel that way about Blade Runner. I don't know. Hmm. Well, we went and saw a much different type of movie this week. We went and saw a Happy Death Day. Yeah, and directed by Christopher Landon. It was written by Scott Lobdell, who you may know. He used to write uh, X Men comics. Hey, yeah, cool for Marvel for many years. Uh, and it was a blast. It is essentially a version of Groundhog Day where this woman get, keeps getting killed every day at the end of the day, and she has to find out who her killer is throughout the uh, film. And it's suspenseful, it's fun, it's clever. It has a lot of great nods to other 80s films that I really enjoyed. Uh, I would say it was a real kick. Definitely go see that if you're looking for something light and fun. Uh, you know, what's weird is my uh, lovely wife asked me about that movie just tonight. She's like, hey, have you heard of this movie? I'm like, well, yeah, but it really doesn't sound like anything you'd want to see because that's, you know, horror movies and, and movies with scary stuff that makes you jump is not her thing. And she's all, oh, yeah, I have no desire to see this movie. It just sounded really interesting. <laughs> It has a lot of suspense to it, but it's totally in the horror comedy realm. There's a lot of comedy in it. That is pretty funny. So that, as you know, running a comedy horror film festival, that kind of leavens the, the tense parts and the scary parts when you have a laugh immediately following. So It does. And I watched The Babysitter streaming on Netflix. Yeah. And I managed to keep my lovely wife in the room, and she watched the whole thing with me. I was amazed. <laughs> So, not particularly scary, but it was a really fun, kind of innocent movie. Yeah. It was a slightly different take on, you know, the nerdy kid, and he gets picked on, and then he goes through this big scary thing and, you know, comes out the other side. But uh, the setup is the kid, he's got this this hot babysitter, and he's kind of a loser of a kid, not a lot of friends, but his babysitter is this really, really awesome person who's... Not just his babysitter, but kind of his, kind of his soulmate, kind of just kind of this really cool person in his life that, that kind of props him up. And of course, there's more to her than you think, and she's some sort of force of evil. 
But I liked it a lot. I, I thought it was a fun movie you could watch with just about anyone, even if they're not into horrors. It's a, it's a horror comedy for sure. And mm. in very lightweight. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, actually watching Happy Death Day kind of wanted uh, kind of made me want to go back and uh, revisit a film that I never saw the first time around. Remember April Fool's Day? Yeah. There's a film from 1986. Uh, it has uh, that actor who plays Biff Tannen in it as a uh, spoiled, rotten, rich kid. And it's basically a bunch of rich kids go to an island... And uh, they're being hosted by this girl, Muffy, and uh, they end up getting killed off one by one. And it's it's sort of a that type of a slasher, but it, it, with a, kind of some silliness to it. But uh, it was light, and it was kind of fun. I hadn't seen that one before, so I sort of enjoyed that. I also saw, uh, I had just recently picked up the Blu-ray of uh, Brain Damage from Frank Henenlotter. Are you familiar with that film? Not at all. So Frank Henelotter is the guy who did uh, Basket Case 1 and 2 and Frankenhooker. He's the director okay. and writer of those films. But uh, it's about this uh, a young man who gets a hold of this creature that injects this blue uh, liquid into the back of his neck that ba- makes him see colors and essentially is like the best drug ever. But in order to keep it, he keeps having to provide fresh, fresh brains for this parasite. And so it's this real Faustian bargain that this kid makes with this creature on the back of his neck. Very low budget, but it's got some amazing, gruesome prosthetic gags, including this... Uh, pretty over-the-top blowjob brain eating thing that you would just have to see to believe. It was absolutely nuts. So, very interesting film, and the uh, new cut uh, from Arrow Video that I picked this up, it's really pristine and bright, and the colors are great. Just crazy-looking film. So, uh, if you're interested in kind of really strange off-the-wall horror, uh, that's definitely a uh, good candidate for that. Uh, additionally, we watched Life, which I think you saw, the uh, semi-alien ripoff featuring Ryan Reynolds from 2017. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was all right. That was, that was fun, yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't change kinda, my life, but it was fun. Yeah, it kind of made you think that gravity would have been a lot better if it had a monster in it. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> you know, really, any of those movies, it's like, we, we don't have a monster. It, but it's a true story, you know, of the space landing. Yeah, but if we had a monster. What if you had a monster that was, like, <laughs> going through the ship? And, oh, my God, it's in the vents, you know. Yeah. It would Come be, on. Your film would Run be ten it. times better. So, really, just put a monster in anything is what I've learned by watching live. Yeah, that's a good life lesson right there. And, finally, the last horror movie I watched over the last week or two is, did you see Gerald's Game, which is on Netflix now? Not yet. It's... It's queued up. I'm gonna. Was so it good? This, yeah, it was directed by Mike Flanagan, who did a film. I saw it Miff way back in the day called Absentia. And uh, really interesting take. You know, I kind of, I got to be honest, I hated Gerald's Game as a book. I didn't even it, read it. It was a real oogie, uncomfortable story for me. I didn't like it. I wanted something like Needful Things or, you know, I, that just wasn't my kind of Stephen King book. But yeah. the, this ad, adaptation was spot on. It has a one of your favorites, Carl Gugino, in it. So you def, definitely should see it. I think uh, you would enjoy it. 
Right on. I'm, well, I'm planning on plan out there's a few things that are all of a sudden streaming on netflix and god stranger things is just a few days away so i may have to call in sick <laughs> right I, I went to blast from the past and watched a movie called uh dagon Yay, which was directed Stuart by Gordon. that's the guy yeah. yeah and it's funny because i'd completely forgotten all about Stuart gordon i just saw this movie i'm like hey i'm gonna watch that thing that yeah, was great. That was a, it was a fun uh, Lovecraftian movie about a, a couple that gets well. There's a a couple of couples that gets shipwrecked off this fishing village where the people are not what they see. Yeah, it's definitely an adaptation <laughs> of the Shadow over Innsmouth, and uh, a well done one. But it adds some well-needed sex into the whole Lovecraft milieu. So well, There wasn't much sex, but there was a little some bit of serious it. nudity. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, there's a difference between nudity and sex, I'm just saying. Not if you're doing it wrong. <laughs> they had a woman that was like sus- naked suspended over a, a, a pit with a monster below the pit. Not so much sex right there. Oh, okay. Still, fun movie. Well-directed. Way to go. Definitely well executed. All right. Well, is that it for you? That is it for me, Steve. Well, in honor of Stranger Things, which is coming out later this week, uh, why don't we listen to uh, another tune from Monster Mashup? This is Chiral and Banco Flip's take on the Stranger Things theme from Monster Mash 13. Hope you dig it.
Abracadabra! Stagehand! Mr. Brick! Toby! And of course, your gracious host, Pogo! Alright kids, Pogo knows magic! Now you see this hat? Now you don't! That's what you call a little magician's humor, kiddies! More magic! Ring! Now then, for my final trick! Sword swallowing! But, I've been told, we don't have a sword! So we'll just have to use this! <laughs> Stalker fives! <laughs> All right, once again, that was the Stranger Things theme from Monster Mashup number 13. Again, Kyrall and Banco VIP doing the honors on that cut. You can find that at monstermashups.com, I believe, or through the link on the Bonebat Facebook page. Right on. Also, you may have noticed we've been playing trailers for this year's Stalker Farms Haunted Trail Attractions. The uh, two haunts that they've got out there now are the Blood Rot Trail and Abracadaver featuring Pogo the Clown. So you do not want to miss those. This is, of course, the last weekend for Stalker Farms for 2017, uh, just prior to Halloween. Also, on Halloween night, they are open. And the Blood Rot Trail will be lights out, so you will be required to walk through it with a flashlight, which is going to be terrifying. <laughs> So you definitely don't want to miss that. So head out to Snohomish, Washington for Stalker Farms and pick up your tickets in advance. You can save a few bucks by going to stalkerfarms.com. And that's about it for uh, this episode. Did you uh, enjoy your candy and beer, my friend? Wait, I got candy? one more candy yeah. thing. Should, you should have another candy thing, too. I, you know, actually, I do. I'm not proud oh, of my. it, but I do. I'm also not proud of this which has a cover which is vaguely homoerotic or possibly not even vaguely this is a bisoners <laughs> tom of finland licorice <laughs> it's the uh yeah um anal tongue darts chocolate no it's a banana pecan caramel milk chocolate creamy banana caramel crunchy pecans and pink peruvian salt that sounds festive Oof. <laughs> just and the the picture is of these these bananas with like chocolate and coating the tips and nuts oh, <laughs> right okay 
and I'm opening up because fuck cost plus world market. Warheads <laughs> Chewy Cube Christmas Cubes. Christmas. These are green and red jelly cubes with, I am assuming, insanely sour shit all over them. Oh, this is terrible. Because it is really terrible. It's like I'm licking out the bottom of the the freezer at a 31 flavors after after everything is oh. melted. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, sweet Jesus. These taste like something that you'd buy at the baseball field when you're eight. Mmm. I love that. <laughs> no, I just tried a second bite. It was worse than the first. Okay, the winner is the uh, Coca-Cola Skullas from Sweden. Right, go Coca-Cola Skullas. Well, in this case, the Bark Thin Snacking Chocolate, the fair trade non-GMO, probably every other thing that's like free-range, locally sourced, cruelty-free, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yeah, wow, that chocolate thing was terrible. All right, well... uh in closing, I would, of course, like to thank Sam Haynes uh, for sharing his music with us, as well as all the DJs who uh, put together the Monster Mashups every year. Thank you for making my Halloween a little bit brighter each and every year. I'd like to thank my son for going and getting this candy for me. That kid's you all know, right. Some of it was good. He's all right. I've said it before. You know, He's all right. For a kid. Our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. You can find new Ye- stuff at bonehand.com every once in a while, including the heavy half hour. Yes, I still owe you guys a heavy half hour show. It is in the can. It'll be released shortly, so keep an ear peeled for that. And I'm at mightywombat.com. Completely derailed by Inktober. I'm drawing an inky thing every day, and I've like not done any cartoons. So... Sorry, what can I say? But the month is almost over, and I'll get back to making cartoons here next month. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. You can. We got a Facebook page. We can find me, you know, if you want to see these things on drawing, the, the Inktober things, you can find that on my MightyWombat.com Facebook page. We are also over on the Twitters. Uh, I am Bonehand over there, and we also have a Bonebat feed where you can find out stuff about the film festival. As in, the call for submissions is out now. It is live. If you've got a comedy horror film, you really should submit it to us. Submit to us. Once again, our next film festival will take place April 14th, 2018 at SIF Uptown Cinema. So submit your films now at bonebat.com. We want to see them. Horror, comedy, horror, comedy. We'll take either. All of them. We don't care. We're not picky as long as there's horror or comedy. If you send us your YouTube video about your dog, fuck you. We're not watching that movie. Unless it's a horror dog. (laughs) <laughs> that's really where it is. If it's just your puppy that is watching the puppy on the computer screen and yipping, not horror comedy. If it is a Cerebus puppy ripping your face off, horror comedy. See? Horror comedy right there. Yeah, it's it's a gray area, but uh, that's how you do it. It's a red area. Oh, arterial spray. All right. Well, uh, 
I'd like to play one more tune for our listeners this evening. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite Halloween mashups all, all time. I remember when I originally heard this song. I heard it on Hipster Please. Z Aww. had played this on his Halloween episode. And it was the first time, and I didn't realize who it was at the time, but it was DJ Cheeky Boy, a.k.a. Sam Haynes, who I have come to love and respect. So this tune is called Busta Ghosts. It is a mixed mashup. It is a mashup of Busta Rhymes and Ghostbusters. Uh, one of my favorites. I just love this tune. I hope you dig it. Once again, I am Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one. And happy Halloween. Jesus. With no delaying, so what you saying, yo? Silly with my nine milli with the dilly, yo. When I be on the mic, guess I do my duty, yo. While up in the club, like we while in the studio. You don't want to violate, nigga, really and truly, yo. My main thug, nigga, named Julio. He moody, yo. Type of nigga that'll slap you with the Tulio. Bitch, nigga, scared to death, act fruity, yo. Fuck that liquor, shorty, she a little cutie, yo. The way you shake it, make me want to get all in the booty, yo. Top mistress, sit the banging bitches and videos. Smiling with my feet, like we up in the freak shows. You do with the shit, make you feel it all in your toes. Hot shit, got all you niggas in wet clothes. Style of my metaphors when I form my flows if you don't know you fucking with lyrical player pros Do like you that really want to party with me can't me see this what you got for me put all your hands with my eyes to see stick fuck violent in the place to be if you really want to party with me can't me see this what you got for me put all your hands with my eyes to see stick fuck violent in the place to be if you really want to party with me ain't gonna be trust yo it's a must that you heard of us so we murder us a lot of niggas is wondering if you're curious i'm making my niggas do it is so mysterious all of my niggas are serious Shook niggas be walking around fearing us Front nigga like you don't wanna be hearing us Gotta listen to how radio be playing us 30 time I get you to make you delirious Damaging everything all up in your areas Yo, it's funny how all the chickens be always serving us All up in between the ears, but they wanna carry us Get you good, then I hit them off with the alias Various chickens, they wanna marry us Yo, it's flip mode, my nigga, you know we bout to bust Seven figure money, the label preparing us Fight the dust instead of you making the fuss Niggas know better cause there ain't no comparing us us niggas is never be fabulous. Hit my people up with the flow, that be marvelous. Oh shit, my whole clique victorious. Taking the prisoners, niggas is straight up warriors. Why you feel it that I know you be feeling so glorious? I'm a bitch and reminisce on my nigga notorious. Well, you really wanna party like that, 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 that. Let me see what you got for me. All your hands in my eyes to see. Straight up, wildin' in a place to be. If you really wanna party with me, let me see this what you got for me. Put all your hands in my eyes to see. Straight up, wildin' in a place to be. Submit to us.